Daniel chapter 30, verse number 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went, and went on their way. So David and his men come to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. And David and, his, and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, and the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of, of stoning him, because the soul of all the people that was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and withal fail recover, fail, recover all. So David went, and, he, uh, and the 600 men that were with him, and came to the brook of Bezor, where, thou, uh, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued, and he and 400 men, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bezor. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time that I get to preach tonight. I just ask that you'd, uh, uh, I just ask that you'd continue to watch over my lips. I pray you guide them. I pray you, uh, I pray you help this message to be an encouragement to all of us, even if we're not facing, uh, facing fatigueness in our life. But when that time comes, I pray that we can be encouraged as we remember the, uh, this message, Lord. We thank, you, we thank you for all that you're about to do and accomplish through your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So here we have the Bible. We have, uh, we have the men, David and 600 men. They're coming, they're coming from visiting the Philistines. Um, and so they visited with the Philistine. If you read in chapter tw uh, 29, you have Achish, the, 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 this heathen king of the Philistines, and David's with him. And he's, uh, after meeting with, uh, with Achish, he, moves, he, he travels from there uh, back to uh, Ziklag, where they, were, where, they were in, uh, where they were in the southern parts of Israel. Um, just hiding out still, and he's there. And so, as he traveled back, as he travels back to um, Ziklag, they they find a big surprise and awakening happens in their life. They, they come, they come, they travel about fifty miles. That's a lot of that's a lot of traveling from where he was to Ziklag. That's a lot of walking. And so, you know, imagine them, the men with their heavy armor, and they're just, you know, and so they've gone from battle to battle, even in the previous chapters. And so they're worn out. And so they get to chapter number thirty, coming back to Ziklag, and they find that their 
whole place, their, their, the place that they had stayed at was all in ruin. I mean, it was burned. It was, uh, you know, down to rubble. It was, and find out that their, their women was taken captive. Their, their children were taken captive. Every, you know, and so, uh, and, and they, I mean, I mean, imagine that. Just put yourself in their situation. You, you, you traveled 50 miles to come to see that all this is in, has been burned to, to, uh, to, to ashes and then that find out your, your family has been taken. All your family has been taken. That's a pretty big awakening, if you ask me. And so here, uh, 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 the Bible tells us that when they found out that their wives were taken captive and their children were taken captive, they, the Bible says that they wept so much to the point that they, they, they had no power you know, I mean, they're worn out from, from traveling. They get back and, they're, and they find out this bad, this horrible news. I mean, where do you start from that point, you know? I mean, the Amalekites, if you read back in Sam, 1 Samuel chapter 27, you, you find out that, uh, that David was, was, uh, was, was uh, taking care of the Amalekites. And he's, you know, uh, he's, he's going to war with the Amalekites. And, and, and they get to this point where here the, the Amalekites had now taken revenge and taken their women captive, taking their spoils, even their spoils, all the goods that they had, their cattle, you know, uh, anything that they had that was valuable to them. They've taken and taken it, all of it and taken it with them. And so they're worn out. They're weeping. They're worn out. And they get to a point where they're about to stone David, you know, they, somebody has to be blamed. So what do they, what do they do? They, 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 got, they look to David and they're like, okay, my, my wife has been taken. My children has been taken. You know, they, they, they kind of conspired with each other and said, let's, let's stone David. And so here they are. They're, they're about to stone David. And David, what does David do? The Bible tells us that he says in verse number 8, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, actually, let's look back in verse number 7. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So, and during, these, during this time, uh, in, order to, in order to seek, the, you know, the Lord's advice and the Lord's, uh, you know, guidance on this, what they will do is they'll see, uh, David, he, he went to see the priest, and he called for the priest to bring the ephod. So this ephod is, is, is a royal garment, that, the, the, uh, uh, it's, um, it's an apron that the priest, the high priest would wear. And it's like a covering so that when they do their sacrifices, uh, it'll cover their it'll cover the blood, them getting blood on their on their garment and everything. So they would wear this this apron that was a that had a breastplate, and so this breastplate would would have these two smooth stones, two different colors, black and white. And so the and they meant yes or no. And so and so when David asked for the the, the high priest, he says, "Bring the ephod." 
it's kind of like seeing the word of God, who's, who's kind of like going to the word of God. And how much more, you know, it's amazing how we have the word of God. And so with us today, we no longer have to see the high priest. We no longer have to go through that process. We can see the high priest through Jesus Christ because he's a mediator. And so anyway, he, uh, he, sought, he, sought, uh, uh, he sought for uh, guidance through the priest and, and asked, and ask, okay, shall I pursue after these Amalekites? What should I do? You know, what should I do? Should I pursue? And they'll t- what the priest would do is they take out the take out one smooth stone, and whatever color it was, it was yes or no. And so, and, and so the answer was yes. And the, and God, and it's kind of like one of those little, you know, you ever you ever seen those little uh, those little balls that you can shake up. And you ask the question, shall I do, you know, shall I, um, you know, uh, I, I joke around with a teen. So I was like, shall I marry this guy, you know, and so, <laughs> or shall I marry this woman, you know, and then the answer is no. And so, <laughs> oh, there you go, there's my answer. And so, you know, it's kind of like that. You get those little balls and, and, and you shake it up, you know, and so you ask the question, you shake it up, the answer comes, you know, maybe, or something like that. And so it was kind of like, it was kind of like that. You saw the Priest, the priest will pull out that rock. It was a yes or a no, basically, and so uh, and so that's how they sought the Lord. And so now we know we uh, when, when, whenever we want want the answer, we go to the Word of God to get the answer. And so anyway, um, so he sought the answer. Verse number eight at the end there, he says, and he answered him, pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. And so here's a promise from God a promise from God. He says to pursue. He says to pursue them, and he says, without fail, recover all. And so that's a promise that God is holding up. But there's, some, there's, there, there's a catch to this. He says pursue. So the job was to pursue. Now, you, you imagine this. They're worn out. David's about to get stoned. I mean, they travel 50 miles. They're going. They're doing their their wars with the Amalekites, with the Philistines. You know, they're 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 constantly on the go, traveling and just running, and all at the same time running from Saul. And so here here we have uh, he, he, David's worn out, but God says to pursue. And so you know, he's thinking maybe I get I get a break out of this. No, but God says to pursue. And so the, the answer came back. He had to pursue in order for this, for, in order for God's promise to be fulfilled, he had to, he had to, fulfill, uh, he had to fulfill his part and now is pursuing after, uh, after the Amalekites. And here they are, they're going after these Amalekites now. Verse number nine. So David went and he and the 600 men that were with him and came to the brook Bezor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men. So now he has 600 men. Could you imagine that? Like David coming before 600, 600 men, you know, all worn out, tired, and weary. And he says, he says to them, we need to pursue after the, the, these men. You know, I've sought the Lord on this. We need to pursue. And so he talks to these men. They begin to pursue. And 200 of the men stayed behind because the Bible tells us that they were faint. They were faint. And, they, and then so now a third, a third of his army is just 
gone. I mean, you have 400 men. These are strong men, too. If you read about David and his men, 600, these 600 men, these were strong men. These were, these were valiant men. These were, you know, courageous men. These, these men stuck with him. They were loyal to, uh, to David. And so, the, and so uh, here he is with these 600 men, and 200 of these valiant, strong, courageous men are, are faint. They have no strength in them. And so, and, and, but, he, uh, but, but he continues to pursue after these Amalekites. So now, it's, now he's down to 400 men, you know, to get all their women and children. He's, uh, and so he continues on, verse number, uh, verse number 11. And they found an Egyptian. Um, actually, sorry, let's go back to verse 10. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 abode behind, which were, were, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bezor. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat. And they made him drink water and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisin. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him for he had eaten no bread nor drink any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, to whom belongest thou and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of, of Egypt, servant to, the, to, servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me because the, three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion on the south of the, of, of the Cherethites and upon the coast of the, of, of, uh, which belongeth to Judah and upon the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me, my, uh, me my, uh, by God, that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And he had, he, and he had brought him down. Behold, they were spread abroad all upon all the earth, eating and drinking. So that's just an amazing, this is a miracle in itself right there. They're traveling, they're tired, they're worn out. And all of a sudden, this Egyptian is on the, in the field. I mean, he was sick. Uh, he was sick. So what does David do? He gives him water, he gives him drink, and, he get, and the Bible tells us that his spirit came to him. So he, get, he got better, he was, he was much better, and he says, you know, who are you? You know, he says, I'm a servant to this Amalekite. You know, and, and told him the story of how they invaded and took these women and children captive. And David, now, now you know, I mean, there, I, I'm sure there's some excitement here. Okay, we got some hope, you know, men, you know, 400 men. He's talking to these 400 men now. We got some hope now. This man knows where they're at, and he's going to show us where they're at. As long as we promise to not kill him, and as, as long as we promise uh, not to deliver him into their hand, back into their hands. And so here, here they are they're bringing them uh, they're bringing them over to these he's bringing the, these men over to the uh, the Amalekites and they're ready to invade and they find that they're all drinking they're they're parting it up they're, they're having a good time you know that just like all the other you know countries around Israel were doing drinking the, the, I mean that's their culture that they, they would drink they'll party and so they're they're enjoying the spoils of what they had just taken and so they, they find them all you know just lying on the ground whatever doing the Bible even says that they're you know they're dancing they're excited because of what they had they had gotten now so now in verse number 16. 
Let's, let's read the rest of that. Or is that number uh, 15? And he said, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, 16. Uh, and when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because all of the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save 400 young men, which rode upon camels and fled. Isn't that an amazing story? That's just God right there, you know, and so, I mean, not one of his men, four, all 400, you know, survived this long battle that lasted from the evening all the way up until the next day, uh, just a whole day, they're just slaughtering them, getting their spoils back, getting their wives and their children back, and they, they, and not, not one of them was, not one of the captive, those that were held captive was hurt. All of them were brought back safely. And so it's so just an amazing story how they kept on pursuing and kept on just, just, just you know, keeping at it. And so it, uh, there's some principles that we can learn here that I, I hope that it can be a blessing to you guys. So because I know that a lot of us, we work a job. And it's sometimes for some of us, it's a 40-hour job, 50-hour, 60-hour Probably even more. You know, you come home. You 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 know. You you have to eat. You clean. You know. You do your 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 normal daily chores, whether it's cleaning your you know washing your clothes, making dinner. You, I mean, you have your you have your lawn to mow. You know, you have to keep up with your house, clean your house. I mean, it's a lot of work. I mean, all of us we can face times where we're tired and drained, and emotionally drained, and spiritually drained. I mean, you got your, on top of that, you're here in church on a Wednesday night, on, you know, who goes to church on Wednesday night? <laughs> you know, those crazy Christians do. That's what I'm talking about. But, um, uh, but, but you go to church faithfully Sunday morning, Sunday night. You don't miss a beat. I mean, you guys are here faithfully. And so, and, and there's times where we can get very drained from, from ministry, from work, from whatever the case may be. It's from watching the kids. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the Pals, you know, eight kids. I don't know how that would go. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it, it can be, it can be, it can be, it can be tiresome where you get to a point where you're fatigued. But I want to, I want to help uh, be an encouragement to you guys. And in, in those moments where you feel fatigued and just, you know, just, uh, just everything's just going, just not going your way, and just you just going through this uh, this long life long battle. And uh, and so I want I want I want us to be encouraged through this here. So there's some principles that I want you to learn. So the Bible tells us uh, back in verse number six, chapter number 30, verse number six, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of a stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord God. And so how, how, was it, how was David able to encourage himself? And here's some, here's some points that I can, uh, show, um, that I, can uh, I hope that can be a blessing to you as you encourage yourself. Because there's times when you're tired, but I, I need encouragement. There's times where I'm tired, and I need encouragement, and I need to seek the Lord. You know, I, I want God's strength and his power you know, to keep me going every single day. And so... And so, how can we keep ourselves encouraged? Number one, sing. You know, have a song in your heart. 
you know, there's, there's, I, I encourage our teens all the time, get to know these hymns, you know, get in these hymns, know them. You know, and when I was, and I, and I told them about how I grew up in teen church and I knew, you know, just a few songs and just those few songs on my way, you know, on my way to school, I'd walk to school, I'd catch the bus, I'd do, you know, whatever it was. I mean, I, I, any time of the day, I'd start singing these songs. And, you know, one of those songs would be, and the sun's coming up in the morning, you know, and I'll just sing that song all day long. I'll, I'll be walking to school. I mean, you know, and, uh, and there was a time where we moved from one, uh, from one city to a further city, and I still wanted to continue going to the high school that I, I was going to. And so in order for me to go get to school on time, I would wake up at 4, 4.30, something like that, and I would catch the bus, and the bus I would pass by like 10, you know, like 10 different high schools. <laughs> going I'm like man I could be going to this high school with this high school and so but I would I would catch the bus and you know wake up at 4 4 30 in the morning catch the bus go to school and then take take that long ride back you know it'd take me about three four hours you know including the stops in between I had to you know calculate it out right you know going from one uh, one bus stop to the next I mean I love the city I love you know I'm a city boy everybody know you guys know that I'm a city boy I love catching city buses I love catching the light rail. I love catching the trains. You know, I, I, I love that kind of stuff. I'll, you know, and so anyway, I, I, caught, I caught the bus. It took me about three to four hours to get to school. I get to school, same thing, repeated after school. Go to, uh, you, know, I, uh, you know, I would, uh, I would also be involved in sports, get off late in sports and start catching my bus back. And I had to look at the timing schedules, when this bus is going to come. And, and so there was times where this bus was late and I'm like, okay, I'm going to miss this other bus so I better start running you know and so um but you know and, and, and so and so I try to but in, in in all through all of that I would I would start singing and the sun's coming up in the morning you know it's just a few songs that I knew that I'd just start singing and I'd get so encouraged by just singing songs that God would lay lay on my heart and so it's so it's it's amazing what God will do with the songs that he puts in your heart God gives us a song for every situation, and, 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 and you know, I, I was t- uh, when I was going through Bible college, my pastor in, uh, in California had told me that music is, a, is, is an expression of the heart, and so what you're listening to is kind of what you're going through. And so we, and so we, we can be expressed through the music that we listen to. And so listen to good, some good godly music. So that's number step number one. Number two, number two. Um, sorry about that. Think of think of all the good things God has done. Think of all the good things God has done. And so I began thinking, man, God has blessed me with a beautiful wife. God has blessed me with set day. God has blessed me with these teens. God has blessed me with friends, you know, in the ministry. God has blessed me with so much. And I start thinking, man, God is good. And I start singing, you know, and I've got so much to, to, to thank him for. And I'm thanking him for this, and I'm thanking him for that. I'm thinking, I'm thanking him for everything. And I'm, and I'm just so blessed. And, I, and just, just by thinking of the things that I'm thankful for, I start to be encouraged through all of that. You know, and so number three, go to the word of God. See, David here sought the word of the Lord. 
And so we can go to the word of God. When we go to the word of God, we can be strengthened through his word. And God will give us something from his word that will strengthen us for the, uh, to, to keep on going. Number next, number, number four, think of the important people to you. See, when, when their children, their wives and their children were taken captive, I'm sure that was on the back of uh, David's mind. Man, I got to get my wife back. I got to get my children back. I got to get these men and their wives and their children back. I, you know, he started thinking, these, these men are important to me. These, 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 the, the, my family is important to me, so I'm, I'm going to be encouraged. And so he encouraged himself by thinking of the people that are important to him. And so we can think of those that are important to us. And I think of, I, I think of my wife, not only my wife, I think of my teens. I think of the, the, the church here and how I can be encouraged by thinking of those that are important to me. And number number next here, number five, don't quit. Don't quit. You know, it's so easy. It's so easy when you're fatigued to just give in the towel and say, I'm done. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the easy part, you know, but, you know, don't quit, though. You know, so we can continue going. Just don't quit. Paul, the, when David saw that 200 men had, 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 had laid faint, Nothing wrong. I mean, there's these these men were strong men, and they laid faint. And but he kept on pursuing with 400 men. That's a third less of his army. And but he continued pursuing. He didn't quit. And so when I was in high school, I, when I was in high school, I had this teacher, this English teacher. I hate English, you know. And so with a passion. And so I had this English teacher that just showed up in the middle of nowhere and. Uh, and just started giving so much, so much work, a lot of work, a lot, you know, a whole lot of work. So she gave me this poem in eighth grade, and I kept it since. So I, I keep, I keep, you know, things, and I lay this, I, I, I hang this in my, in my office, and I just, I look it from time to time. But this, uh, you know, at, at first I hated this teacher. She gave me a whole lot of work, but I'm thankful that she gave me through all that work. She's like, you could do it. You could do it, you know, continue to encourage me. And so she wrote this, or uh, she gave me this poem when I graduated eighth grade. And the poem is entitled, Don't Quit, the Don't Quit Poem. And so let me read it to you. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and, and many a failure turns about when he might have won and had, had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the pace seems slow, you might succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often a struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success's failure turned inside out, the silver tint to the cloud of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are it may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart, when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse than, that you mustn't quit. And so 
the, the poem is written anonymous person who wrote that. And so that was given to me in eighth grade. And I kept that sense because I don't want to quit in life. I want to keep on going. I want to keep on pursuing. I want to keep on fighting a good fight. I want to keep on, you know, being a, being a minister. I want to keep on being that youth pastor to, the, to our teens. I want to keep, you know, our teens need somebody to fight for them. They do. They do. They really do. I think, I think of, you know, I think of all of our girls here that are sitting up here in the front row. And, and I think, you know, somebody needs to fight for their purity. Somebody needs to fight for them. It, I, I'm fighting my, my heart out so that they can stay pure to that day comes when, they, when somebody snatches all of them away from me, you know. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm fighting for that, and I, you know, I'm trying to guard that. I really am, and you know, I'm fighting for our boys to grow up to be young, godly men. I mean, strong, faithful men. You know, men with backbones, men with with with, with strength. You know, that'll bring, that'll lead and guide the home. You know, and so I'm fighting for I'm fighting for our teens to be young, godly young, godly boys and young, godly girls one day. You know, the Bible tells us that they will lead the way one day. You know, and so and so we ought to be encouraged, you know, and so I'm fighting for them and I want to continue pursuing after that and continue not quitting and continue to go and go. Even though times and uh, times may get may get tough, times may get hard, I'm going to still continue fighting and not quit. And so number next here, pray, pray. It's amazing how how much prayer can uh, can help the situation when we don't pray i mean i know it's hard you have no time in prayer bible tells us that men ought always to pray and so and so sometimes when i find myself you know i can't i, I find myself not uh, not praying spending the time like i should uh, you know cuz cuz life can get be so busy I, I find myself while, while I'm driving, I try to pray right there. You know, I'll, I'll pray for somebody while I'm driving, you know, or while I'm working, if I'm working in silent and, you know, just in my, we got my coworkers doing their thing and I got my, my, me doing my thing. I start, start praying for somebody as I'm, as I'm working. And I find those times, man, I'll always to pray, finding opportunities like that where I can just pray for somebody. And so uh, how often when we get back from meeting with God, we get so encouraged and wanting to continue pressing on so let's uh, let's pray and then lastly lastly rest if you must and so if there's if you have an opportunity rest I mean go to you know go to sleep (laughs) so you know and so find rest there you know Matthew Matthew turn turn with me Matthew chapter 11 Matthew chapter 11 very familiar verse like you all know Um, Matthew 11. That's because I'm in 12. Okay. All right, Matthew 11. Um, it's, yeah. Matthew 11, chapter 11, verse number 28. The Bible says, Jesus says this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. 
and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much that I know all of us face uh, fatigueness and battle fatigueness, Lord. And we just need some encouragement, Lord. And I just ask, dear God, that you help us during, during those times to be encouraged, Lord. And I ask, dear God, for all those here that are just facing that, just, Lord, I pray you give them rest, dear God. Help them not to quit and just continue pressing on, Lord. We pray these things. I pray during the, uh, as the piano begins to play, you come and have a moment of invitation.